News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. I'm Alan Gilbreth at darkhookmedia.com. And I'm Maximilian. And at the behest of Joe, I want to wish everyone a happy belated World Rhino Day. Nice. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Rhinos, they deserve a day. They, they deserve a, their own week. Technically, it, it's the fall equinox, but among other great holidays, Alan, you would be loveless. It's Happy International Rabbit Day and National Baker Day. Uh, Finally. He's baked rabbits. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have. <laughs> okay. We've got things to say about National International Rhino Day in just a moment, Alan. I know oh, I do, and I know you've oh, got yeah. rhino well, stories. It's odd how many people have a rhino story. Yeah. In fact, I think we may share those in just a moment. So if you've got any great rhino stories or if you're going to be baking rabbits later today, mm. uh, <laughs> give us a call or Bake text. the rabbits. Yeah. Call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio Cams at the uh, News Talk 98.9, the Roar Facebook page. And uh, also, uh, at some point today, make sure you get over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, like the page, and check out the posts we've made over there. Actually, I only made one post this morning, Alan, but uh, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll uh, be posting more things. It's, it's still early. I posted our must-have item of the week, which oh. happens to be, uh, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not supposed to say what it is, but mm. it's a lifesaver. You're going to tease it. This yes. is one tool, I'm going to say, splurge for this one. If, you, if you're doing this project, even if you're only going to use it once every five years, you want this mm-hmm. thing in your yeah, arsenal, you gotta have right? It. Okay. So uh, definitely do that. In our great moments in building history, Alan, this is interesting. Um, it is, let's make sure I title this correctly, the Mississippi River's levee system. Yes. The levee basically going up. I mean, the Mississippi River cuts the, the country in half. It starts it does. to stop. The, mm-hmm. It doesn't really get interesting till you get about halfway down, right, in terms of volume and everything my my sister lives in minnesota she mm-hmm. sent me a picture of her walking across the mississippi yes. river that's mm-hmm. kind of you know what's going on up there at they that point know. it's kind of the mississippi creek right you know, it's not- <laughs> but the uh levee system's very interesting and you're you're up to date on the uh i mean you're well versed in the construction of it oh yes uh, we we can all understand the ramifications if it's not constructed right or if it if it fails. So we're going to discuss that. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, we've got Alan's week in review coming up. We've um, Alan uh, last week we were over at the uh, Cooper Young Festival again, it, which mm-hmm. was great. I'm going to be honest. I was very distracted there. I, I people There's come up to the booth. On. They're talking to you while you're trying to do. We had I had headphone issues. I was mm. not hearing the you know whatever. And I had brought up deck building techniques, and you you got some feedback that people were like, well, you didn't get super specific. So we're going to get a little more specific and unpack that because mm-hmm. decks are a great project. I think they're a great uh, DIY project. You know? Yes, and I, I think there's a lot we could get into because a deck can be very, very simple or very ornate. Right. And there's not a great deal of difference between the two. No, but it's... There's things you could mess up with, and and maybe what we could also help is the order of procedure. How's that? Because sometimes if you do things in the wrong order, that's where you get yourself into trouble. I want to just make a quick reminder for everybody. Uh, Last week at the uh, 
Cooper Young Festival. We also had our friends from uh, Brussels Bonsai on the show, and they wanted to, to remind everybody that today they only have an open house on Saturdays twice a year. Yes. And today happens to be one of those. So get down to uh, Brussels Bonsai. It's at uh, 8125 Center Hill Road in Olive Branch. You can give them a call at 800-582-2593. That place is impressive. When you get yes. there, you will uh, be prepared to to be amazed. And uh, these open houses sound like they're going to be pretty interesting. So uh, Also... Max, uh, <laughs> you sank your teeth into this idea. I happened, okay, so I, this all started. I happened to be at a customer's house, and they had, have you ever been to somebody's house, and they have really funny signs, either, usually they're in their bathroom, or they're in the uh, kitchen or something. Humorous, I would say, uh, household signs or accoutrements. A little, little smart aleck quips. For example, you might be in somebody's Star Trek-themed bathroom, and it might say something like, those aren't tribbles, Captain, or something like that. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, okay. So if okay. you... <laughs> So if you've got any funny, uh, if you've encountered any of those, or if you've got any really good funny signs, we're only taking text messages on this, right, Max? We don't want somebody calling in, because we, we don't want the FCC. I don't want to have to hit the dump button, but I'm yeah. literally. Yeah, so, but we'd like, that's going to be sort of an open call to action. If you've got anything fun, we, we'll read those on the air. I, I have to imagine Agent 732 is going to be getting in on that. So I, I have mine, but I'm going to save it. Okay. So we've got quite a bit. We've got a lot out there. I haven't even teased everything. Of course, we have our must-have item. We've got it. We've got it all uh, in an in, in, uh after the uh, after the break, Alan, we're gonna do um, we're gonna get back to our Tool Talk Radio quick tips, where we actually give you specific advice, on, right? Uh, or at least uh, you know step by step, maybe. And this is gonna be about hanging an exterior door. Hanging an yes. exterior door is a lot different than an interior door. <laughs> There's no room for failure there. You know, it's, I, I had to fix one a couple of weeks ago of. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into that. Okay, but I, I want to circle back to something Max said. So it's International Rhino Day. We've mm. all got rhino stories. Uh, uh, I, I, I will say this. You know, I think I've mentioned on the show before, when I was nine years old, my, my twin brother and my older brother and my mom went to Italy. We had an opportunity to go there, and I was in a zoo, and I got to feed a rhino mm. by hand. My my brother and I, my, my mom was kicking herself because you know back then we had film in the cameras right she had just taken a picture of like an ostrich or something she turns around after she had run out of film and here's my brother and i feeding rhinoceroses by hand you know i don't know man yeah, but you yeah. you've had close encounters with I, rhinos. i have too. i have and the first thing i'm going to say is you have no idea how big one of those things is oh yeah until it walks up next to your car and it's bigger than your car <laughs> Uh, yeah, drive through zoo in Texas uh, about a thousand years ago. Uh, had a white rhino, and they're, they're actually they're called the white rhino because they have a square lip. Yeah, they have a wide lip, not a narrow one. And uh, it, it didn't want any food that my idiot roommate was hanging out of the window with. <laughs> of what it had was apparently an itchy knee. Oh, gosh. And my whole truck began rocking back and forth as it went scratch, scratch, scratch. So, Oh, so he wasn't even hostile. He just wanted to Oh, no, he just he just had an itchy spot, and I happened to be convenient. So, you know, my 1972 350 Big Block Pontiac Le Mans proudly bore a scuff mark 
from a rhino its entire life. There you go. You don't want to get rid of that either. Oh no, that was that was like a selling point. It's like you know what that is? That's where a rhino rubbed on my car. That reminds me of that thing where the deer fell on your daughter's car. Oh yeah, yeah. We might have to mention that. Uh, okay. Well, so if you got any good rhino stories, uh, that's mm-hmm. on the table today as well. So, all right, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9 The Roar, Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back and talk about hanging an exterior door. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I've been cooped up in the studio too long. I've forgotten what it's like to be outside working next to men who know what they're doing. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. One day I'll have that experience, Alan. Mm. I'm... You know, it won't be this day. <laughs> and welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, give the page a like, check out the action over there, and uh, share the page with everybody you know. Then scoot on over to the News Talk 98.9 The Roar Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio Cams. Uh, and uh, they're looking good. I have to say, I love the lighting in here, the... the, the um, the everything uh the the new paint job looks great so uh it does yeah very very good looking camera system so we we don't help the issue alan but you know what what are you gonna yeah, do well two out of three isn't bad we're, we're keeping the universe in balance uh <laughs> exactly we have uh, a few things out on the table if you're just tuning in first of all uh, as max indicated today is international or no yesterday was international rhino day uh, and uh, we were, were we were swapping some rhino stories that uh, rhino mm. encounters that we both had in our lives. If you've got anything interesting like that, feel free to uh, call or text on the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline. The other call to action, which we have to really tread lightly here, Max, is uh, we're asking for you to send in humorous. Uh, we're calling these humorous household signs or accoutrements. In other words, sometimes you've gone into bathrooms or kitchens and they have funny signs in there bathrooms are especially good but max you said we got two offerings and we can't read either of them on the air right i'm reluctant to read them on the air yeah we probably better not so who do who do we give credit to on these uh kevin in oakland and clay the storyteller of the stars i'll just say that clay sent it in from a pat bathroom at a hardware store in Pickwick Dam. Okay. Yeah, guys, keep oh, it clean. I think, out I think I need to, all right. The horrible thing is, I think I know what that sign says. So. Oh, but we just got a text from Agent 732. I can read this on the air. Okay, what is it? There is a doormat that is an anagram. One says, come in, and then you flip it, and it says, go away. Okay. Oh, that's, that's cool. pretty good. All yeah. right, that's fun. Yeah, that's good, clean fun. So we want stuff like that. And you can also... Uh, Send us pictures. So we're, and that's going to be out on the table. It, it's the season of uh, Halloween and fun and goofy. Well, I you know, saw so. one not long ago that said, you know, I love my house. I hate my housekeeping. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Max, you had a good Star Wars themed one that you, uh, that you brought to our attention. What was that? This is what a reckoning sounds like. <laughs> For the bathroom, obviously. Yeah, yeah you well. keep that in your bathroom, don't you? Okay, so that's what we're looking for, folks. Okay, uh, but we better switch gears because I can already, uh, you know. Yep, yep, yep. We're, we're going to get go into hang trouble. A door. Okay, so, Alan, uh, for lack of a better, we're going to call this our Tool Talk Radio quick tip, although I don't know if it's going to be exactly quick. But um, what we're, what we're going to try to do uh, from week to week is maybe 
be a little more specific and, and uh, mm -hmm. systematic in in uh, in describing certain projects around the house. And we, you, you know, you and I were talking last night, and you know, hanging an exterior door is a whole different animal than hanging an interior door. And oh, yeah. there's no one size fits all. There's no, you know, there's uh, if you have a home that's 70 years old versus a home that's new, mm. there may be issues. There could be settling. There could be a lot of stuff. So let me let me start with what I do. And I think you and I, you know, I'm not saying this is the be all end all way mm. to do it. This is just ways that have worked for me. And I'm sure somebody out there with a door company has their own opinions. But uh, if you've ever been challenged by hanging an exterior door, then, you know, we'd love to hear from you, too. But, Alan, the first thing I do when I'm when I'm going to. Um, change an exterior door is i take off all of the interior wood trim you know uh, mm -hmm. what do you what do you think of that because um it, it, I, it you'd be surprised folks when you take it off what it looks like inside if you've never looked in there it's interesting well this is when you can really really discover you know 30 50 or 70 years of stupid right because your door frame the actual frame the door is supposed to go in mm -hmm. should not be weight-bearing. Um, right. That's, that's decorative so, trim. And, well, it, there's been more than one time I've taken off the trim, <laughs> and you, you look straight up the two-by-fours, and sure enough, you know, you got a two-by-four that's going, you, you don't have any separation. There's not that... Two by four that goes up and it's, you know, connected to the ceiling. Right. You just got the two by four that the door is attached to, the ceiling's attached to, and uh, this is not good. Yeah, I, I wanna, that's yeah. going to put pressure and is going to, at some point, cause problems to a window or a door. Here, here's another reason I, I, I do that, Alan, because, uh, so first of all, folks, and if you're not super familiar with how a door, how a house is framed or whatever... Uh, when you get to the doors, and and this is true for windows as well, you know you have a stud, you have a stud, a two by four every sixteen inches. Mm -hmm. However, when you get to the door frame, you will have two two by fours butted together for strength, and then above the door is usually at least like what a two by eight header right. sandwiched together, and that goes horizontal, and that's supposed to keep from sagging and things like right. that. Well, in a perfect world, those are perfectly square. And those oh, are they, those don't yeah. settle over time. But in in reality, uh, if there's ever water issues, sometimes you know we've seen wood rot. This is a great time to discover if you've got any rotting two by fours at the bottom of the door, which is something you want to fix right away too. But if you can imagine too, another another way to visualize this is if you had two pieces of paper and one is slightly you know rectangular paper, one is slightly smaller than the other, and if you were to kind of tilt one mm -hmm. or something it gives you an indication of wow okay i have four sides that are off out of whack that i gotta fix and sometimes that's what you get with a door it's not just a matter of unscrewing the old one and screwing the new one in it it's a lot of finesse well uh, and it, i think the most common mistake is, is somebody walks over to the door they're going to replace mm -hmm. they whip out the tape measure and they measure right across the middle Right. And go, okay, all right, this is an opening of exactly this many inches. Right. The problem is, is you need to measure about four more places. Yeah, there you, you go. You need to measure, honestly, about every 25% of the height because that's where you're going to find out you've got that tiny little half-inch warp mm -hmm. at the top or the bottom, which is why this door 
that you think you need to replace is sticking. Right, right. Or or it's not closing or it's there's a big giant gap. That the first thing too is to look around and see the you know, you you look around from all the edges of the door and see what sort of gaps you have. You don't want okay, you don't want a quarter inch gap, but you also don't want you don't want it so tight that it's rubbing or whatever. Right. There's, I don't know. What do you think? I'm, I like about a, a little under an eighth of an inch gap because you do have to allow for like weather stripping. Well, yeah, you've like got that, weather so. stripping and stuff to go in there. So, you know, a quarter of an inch is not horrible. You don't want a big old half inch gap. And I'll tell you a weird thing I've run into on occasion okay. on some older houses. And that is, believe it or not, when, when if you measure the inside distances mm-hmm. and it all pretty much is within tolerance. Yeah. You, you know, within an eighth of an inch, quarter of an inch, you pretty much you've got it, but you're rubbing at the top. Right, right. I have discovered that probably due to, and having been a young teenage male myself once upon a time in history, mm. you probably had one of those in the house and they probably swang on the door. Oh, yeah. And Hanging the top the hinge yeah. is bent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a real shocker to me because of several years ago when somebody showed me this trick, but I tapped the the center post out of the top hinge. Yeah. And lifted the door into a, a standing position so that it was actually good and straight and plumb. Right. And let me tell you, that top hinge was out of sequence with each other by a third of an inch. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. So it, before we went to the drastic measure of having to go replace the whole inside casing and all that, one thing quickly to check is how what condition is that top hinge in? Well, that's a good point. You know, because uh, now that you're saying this, maybe this this could also apply to exterior door just if you're if, if you've got one that's rubbing or something there's mm-hmm. thing it, it, i've seen situations where it's a simple matter of they put the screws they use are too short like you said all the weight that you have a little inch long screw right. all of the weight is basically being it, it's screwed into the door frame but it, it's not hitting that two by four behind right. it maybe just some longer you get a couple of two inch screws and suddenly you're in business it it, it secures it, it but will then, pull it up tighter and may solve your problem before you have to go buy a whole new door so when you take off the exterior or the interior uh, trim and be careful with that you know you don't want to tear up the walls or anything right. and you, if you can if you take it off carefully you can reuse it but mm-hmm. um you're going to notice shims and you probably will notice shim you'll probably see all sorts of things in there that you're like, wow, that it looks, it doesn't look neat and tidy. It's like they shoe, they crammed in these shim. Well, right. pay attention to that. And in fact, take pictures because you may be shimming in that exact same way. You know, you, you kind of have to, you know, get it. You, it's a finesse job for sure. Well, and another and, thing to keep in mind with that exterior is it's also always dealing with our favorite enemy water. Right. And yeah. those two by fours can, now, they may not warp and bend in or out, but they might twist. Sure. Yeah. They may not have been secured. All they the may way, not so. be in there as good as they should have been, or that nail gave up and rusted through 40 years ago. Right. Right. So, uh, and then the, the, um, there's there's a lot, Alan. I got a whole checklist here. I'm thinking, okay, well, you and know, we're gonna try to <laughs> we're trying to paint a picture, but um, no, an exterior door is not 
it's it's nothing to, and also it's going to take five times longer than you think it will easily it's it's a it's a it's one of these jobs you don't go in there uh, like a bull in a china shop you go in there just very it, it's finesse and take pictures and you know chronicle what what the what you're doing so but uh we're going to keep unpacking that when we come back here on tool talk radio uh here at news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. No home is complete without a proper toolbox. Here's April and Andy's. A hammer, half of a pretzel, baseball card, a scissor half, and a flashlight filled with jelly beans. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. You know, he laughs, but I've seen Alan Gilbreth turn a half of a pretzel and jelly beans into a pretty, pretty good glue. I mean, it can be done in a pinch, if you're man. It's got to be exactly. <laughs> and welcome back to uh, to <laughs> Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor Sammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and check out the action over there. Share the page and like the page. Then, uh, while you're on Facebook, scoot on over to the News Talk 98.9 The Roar Facebook page and watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio cams. The, they're looking good, man. The, the, the lighting in here is great. Mm-hmm. The studios are pretty much done. I mean... There was a lot of work that was being done around here, but it's it is updated. It's state of the art. It looks it's great. It's very man. nice. Um, and uh, Alan, we should uh, we should also uh, shine a little light on the um, on the podcast as well because mm. I mean we are saved in podcast form. If you're just waking up and you're thinking, oh, no, I I missed the first half of the show. Well, you know, no fear, no worries at all. Just pop over to tooltalkradio.com, and there are honestly years of content sitting there so yeah, i don't like the sound of that yeah, oh yeah too bad max it's out there <laughs> well if you missed a show a couple of years ago on a particular topic it's there uh also feel free to uh basically take us with you of course we're with uh youtube podcasting and spotify or any other of your great podcast outlets Okay, who did you say we had a listener? You said we had a new country. We actually had a new country this week. Okay. Popped up, and we had a a number of listens from Malaysia. Ah, Malaysia. Okay. I only remember that from the movie Zoolander. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Whatever that. (laughs) All right. I don't remember that scene. But, uh, yeah, welcome, welcome Malaysia. It was because in Zoolander, he was tasked with assassinating the um, uh, president, prime minister of Malaysia. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Well, we're Max. not going to do that. No, so. we won't do it. We just want want them to listen. So, so yeah. Okay. So, uh, for our international listeners, you know, here's kind of a call to action, you know. Send us a text. Ask us a question. Of, so show us a project. Love to see what's going on around the world. Yeah, that's what I want to know. What, I, what I'm interested in is what, what they deal with as homeowners in d- these different countries. So. Well, you know, with Great Britain, we're pretty sure it's going to be water. Right. Canada, I'm pretty sure it's going to be cold. And, of but course, Australia, lo- it's going to be 12-foot pythons. And, yeah. of course, the call to action for them is seeing what sort of weird signs you have hanging in your house or restroom. Exactly. Or so, that, would that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. As Max indicated, we have a few things on the table today. It is, of course, it's yesterday was International Rhino Day, and we're leaving that open because rhinos are pretty cool animals. Yep. They're funny. They're just funny, too. I mean, even though they're destructive and they could 
impale you and mm. whatever. That's good, clean fun. But uh, if you've got any good rhino stories, uh, feel free to let us know about those. But also, uh, we're going to maybe keep this as an ongoing thing. If you've got any funny, we want funny and tasteful. We don't want, uh, like, what, <laughs> what did you say, Keith and uh, who else? Is Kevin in Oakland and um, uh, Clay, the storyteller to the stars. Yeah, they're sending in stuff that we can't read on the air. And we don't want phone calls Or I'm reluctant to read on the air. Yeah, we just want tasteful but funny uh, and clever mm. Household signs or accoutrements, and uh, you can send pictures as well to the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. And if they're good, we will read them on the air for sure. Oh, I mean, we want to, you know, we'll keep that out on the table. So, hey, uh, in a minute, Al, we were, we were um, talking about hanging an exterior door. We'll probably have to move along a little quicker, but uh, in a, uh, and we're going to get back to that in a minute. Before we do, I want to discuss our good buddy, Larry Brown with Brown Refrigeration. Oh, yes. Who I talked to about a week ago, and I said, you know, Larry, um, you know, it's hard getting you on the show. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm just, I work all the time. So, I mean, they are busy. They are a busy operation over there. I feel like it's a seven day a week operation, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. They don't really get a day off. No, and so, no, they don't. Yeah. But, uh, and they're with good reason, they're in high demand because they are the, they are just, when you want an HVAC company, they check all the boxes. Reliable. They've been around forever. They're not going anywhere. They deal with the latest state-of-the-art technology. Uh, they deal with uh, train systems and the Remy Halo system, which creates uh, uh, it's the, it, the cleaning air technology, which uh, basically creates uh, cleaning particulates that come out of the system, which is very interesting in itself. And the, the Remy Halo system is much more affordable than you might think as well. Yes. But uh, you want a company that's going to be there for you. And also, it is a relationship when you have a HVAC company it's uh, important to have them visit your home maybe once or twice a year to check on your system and to make sure everything's running at peak efficiency. And they see the things we don't, you know, the average homeowner doesn't see. Right. If you have a stack of boxes up in your up in your attic right next to the system, they're going to say, uh, okay, we need to move that. And they'll explain why and whatever. Or, and they keep small problems from becoming big problems and yes so indeed that's what we mean by maintenance it's usually just preventative maintenance so but also it's one of those things where a properly running hvac system will literally pay for itself over the years we've seen that um, many you know. times yeah oh my gosh and in, in a, a situation where you have an emergency they're there like we said seven days a week which is why we can't get larry and you know on as often as we'd like but you know duty calls so they also have great financing uh we we need to highlight that more often alan they they have uh lots of uh great options for you if you have uh if you you know and sometimes your hvc system just needs to be repaired so they're great people they have an awesome business culture and they answer their phones get in touch with them directly at 901-362-1881 or go to their very easy to remember website brownref.com so, Alan, we've been talking about hanging exterior doors. Maybe we ought to um, kind of hit the uh, specific, uh, hit the bullet points, I guess, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you and I could spend all day talking about this. But uh, for me, it's usually what I would say is work systematically, but work, work carefully in terms of uh, don't just get that. Okay, so usually you're going to start, obviously, with the, the side where the um, hinges are going to go. Right. Don't just get out the the drill and torque those hinges in as tight as can be because you might you might actually dislodge the door frame and you might pull it too far for usually it's just a matter of doing a lot of dry runs too you know 
What do you think of that? Like, I always like to just kind of put, hold it in there. Oh, and we should have mentioned something at the beginning. You're going to need to get yourself a patient assistant. Yep. <laughs> Let's face it, because, you know, a lot of what they're going to be doing is holding things in place. Uh, well, yeah, you can't, you can't have the um, of, of a superhero sidekick that wanders off or has a short attention span. Right. Because they may have to just stand there for 10 or 15 minutes and just stare at you while you think and you figure. But when you need them to hand you something, they need to be there. Right. Uh, and I'm going to throw in a, a possible purchase you need to make with this door. And now in the old days, we used to stack up the plywood or the blankets or whatever because when you're working with the door, you want to keep that door at the proper working level, oh, especially yeah. when you get to the hinges. Yeah, However, that thing could sag an inch or so, depending on, yeah. Well, today, they now have the little inflatable bags. That is cool. It pumps kind of like uh, a blood pressure pump thing. Exactly. And it's much stronger than it looks. It looks like a little pillow of air. Uh, that thing that thing will squeeze open your car door. Right. Of, but, you know, a couple of these little bags... And just pumpy, 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 and it'll lift and hold that big old heavy door anywhere you want it nice and level. Right, right. And that makes, I, I mean, we'll just start with that right there changes this from backbreaking to we can get this done ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So Amazing, amazing thing. Uh, another quick thing I want to throw in is do not hurry. Yes, yeah. Take your time, and like you said, a good a two or three dry fit-ins, mm -hmm. you know, slip it into place, make sure, and if you, something is catching, don't think, oh, I'll just straighten it out later. Yeah. There, there is no post-production to this. There is, all right, either it's slipped in easily or there's still a problem. Right. And, and uh, I would say, too, you know, we talked about when you take the door frames, when you take the trim off, you're going to see shims and things like that. Yes. The only door, the only part of the door you have to shim initially is the side where the hinges are going because the other stuff can be shimmed afterward if you even have to shim it at all. You right. may not have to, but uh, the, that is sort of the mission critical one. And if you don't shim it, like we said, you're going to screw in. Uh, you're going to put screws in and they're going to sink too far. The other thing is these, um, if you ever buy hinges, you're going to notice that some of the screws are longer than the others because right. each of the hinges should get a pretty, you want at least one of them that's getting that big hefty two or three, two or three inch. Uh, a good bite down in there. Yeah, yeah. so it'll hit the, uh, hit the two by four behind it and everything. But um do yourself a favor and uh, watch a couple videos on it too. It's hard to paint a picture over the, you know, yeah. over the airwaves, but it is something, you know, it's it's achievable, but it's also can be hugely frustrating and and much more time consuming than you think. Yeah, it, again, slow it down. You'll actually get it done a lot faster mm -hmm. by going really slow. Right. Take your time and be safe. Yeah. Especially when you're taking the old door off the hinges. Oh, yeah. It's going to fall. They're so, heavy, too, like you, you know, said. That's why, you know, get the little air uh, little airbag pillow things, open the door, get it underneath there, get that door supported, make sure. And, you know, if you need to clamp it or even tie it off to something, yeah, you don't want this thing swinging because when you go to grab it with that one hand, mm -hmm. if you're not a gorilla, 
That <laughs> thing can yank you off a ladder. It can, you know, fall down the stairs, whatever, you, whatever you're working. It can also tear up the uh, door trim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's important. And, and, and while we're talking about it, if you're, if you're replacing your door just because it rubs all the time or something, well, that's Check not really hinges. a good reason to rub it. It's probably just a little finesse. It's amazing how... For me, you know, I've seen more often than not, Alan. The uh, biggest problem is just they didn't use the right screws and the hinges. You mm-hmm. start, and 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 it's interesting. Have you ever done this where the door is rubbing at the top, and you start using like uh, mental geometry, and you take that one long screw and you just sort of tighten it at the very bottom, and then you t- it's it's kind of cool when you fix a problem like that. People think you're a miracle worker. Yeah, but you, you know? got to take your time and yeah. look at it carefully. And you may open and close that door 25 times before you go, aha, right. it's right here. And, yeah. and, and it could be, again, a rub problem could be at the other corner of the door. Yeah. And, you know, we also didn't even mention this, but the, the other time is sometimes you have a door that it's it doesn't shut. Or you have to kind of lift it to get it mm-hmm. to click into place. Well, that's because the door sank and uh, the striker plate is now either too high or too low or something like that. And sometimes that's an easy fix, too. You just move the striker plate, you chisel out the new... I don't know. Doors are doors are an interesting uh, conundrum sometimes, but um, exterior doors are especially challenging. I don't know. I feel like we might revisit this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but uh, we got to move on to other things, Alan, including our must-have item of the week, and we also got to find out what you were up to this week. Alrighty, so, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I could get a fish for a five-cent worm. Oh, you're paying way too much for worms, man. Who's your worm guy? News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. What do you pay for worms, Alan? I mean, five cents doesn't sound bad to me. Um, you know, there are worms in my truck right now for this afternoon. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should mention, too, that one of the holidays that was today is also Fish Amnesty Day, and Alan is clearly not abiding by the convention. And- no, not today. Oh, thanks, Alan. Okay, <laughs> give him a day off, for goodness sakes. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. And while we're at it, how much do you pay for your worms, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, we'd like to know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, five cents sounds reasonable to me. I don't know. You know, Clay... Uh, I have to honestly say, you know, I, I do go to the, you know, the little uh, sportsman store. I do buy worms, but it's because I do a lot of gardening. Yeah. And okay. when you do a lot of container gardening, you know, adding a worm or two actually makes a big difference. They till it up. and Absolutely. Do. Okay. Well, if you want to discuss worms with us, uh, call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to continue. You know, we're... we're, we're we're hoping somebody will send us something we can actually read on the air. We're getting we replies. We got Agent 732, but that was just a carpet. Well, yeah, we, we, we've we got this. I think it's pretty a pretty good uh, call to action about funny household signs or accoutrements. We're talking about those funny signs you see in a lot of people's bathrooms or, uh, you know, maybe even like uh, welcome mats or something. We want something good but tasteful that we can actually read on the air. It mm. could be in your kitchen. It could be whatever. You can send pictures as well. So send those uh, don't call because we don't want to have to push the dump button. Or what sort of fun cutlery do people have? Like, I can really see people getting fun with their cutlery. 
Well, be careful because Alan will, yeah, he's got like a Klingon type of uh, whatever. <laughs> but send those to the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. We also invite you to uh, go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, like the page, check out the posts we've made over there. And then while you're on Facebook, scoot on over to the uh, News Talk 98.9, the Roar Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the uh, Royal Retreat Studio Cam. So, okay, so lot lots of action today. And, of course, it's Na- International Rhino Day. So if you've got any uh, good rhino stories, that's that's welcome as well. So, all right, uh, Max, it's time to get to our must-have item of the week, though. All right, now, this one is interesting. This is one of your babies, Alan. And I'm, mm-hmm. I i got to say, I think I'm going to get my hands on one of these. This is not a tool I would use every day. Don't you but- technically already have your hand on one of these? Okay, thanks, Max. He just can't help himself interrupting. I'm holding it up to the camera because this is a very modular tool. I'm showing the different ways that it moves. But mm-hmm. tell people what I'm holding up. That is the amazing and miraculous basin wrench. Okay, it's really interesting looking. It, it looks like it's got curved jaws like a mm-hmm. pipe wrench. It's it narrow, and, it look, and it's got a big, long handle that... Um, and the head pivots, and it moves yes. to a 90-degree angle or uh, straight up. But it's hard to describe, but tell people what a basin wrench is for, because this thing is a lifesaver. So, Okay, so, all right. Picture, if you will. <laughs> You've got that vanity in the back bedroom or bathroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, it's usually uh, small commercial rooms, okay. especially like, for apartments or hospitals or nursing homes. And there's a Tight lot quarters. of sinks. A lot of sinks. And you can't remove the vanity. You can't get the top off. Right. So it's you know it's not like a simple pull the sink out, flip it over, and you can change out the faucet. These things are mounted into the wall. The only way to get the faucet off is to slide up underneath there like you're about to work on the car. Mm-hmm. Except now you have about a three-inch gap. Between the basin and the back wall, and all of the connections are up there, and even worse is the actual restraining nut. And the restraining nut is the one that actually holds the faucet in place. And it generally is a very low rise, and in a really old faucet, it's going to be metal. In anything made in the last 40 years, it's going to be plastic. Well, the other thing, too, it's going to be corroded. I mean, it, there, it, inevitably, oh. there's water damage. It could be rusty if it's really old. And like oh, you said, I, but sealed a, shut? Oh, yes. You know, you're talking about vanities and things like that. To, you know, is I love our farmhouse sink. They're, they're cool. Mm. I, I, I really enjoy having one. However, that is a huge sink, and it's deep. And if you want to mm-hmm. change the faucet, man... Getting behind there, you have about three or four inches, and that thing's a good foot or so out of reach yes. from you. So, yeah, yes. getting a wrench in there is impossible. So, so, you know, so here you go. So let's let's just pick on the little bathroom vanity. So now you got to lay down on the floor. You've got to arc your back up over the lip getting into the vanity because yeah. you're climbing up in there. And the biggest thing I'm going to say is also please, 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 Wear some eye protection. Oh, yeah. Things are going to fall in your eyes. Because you're going to be looking up and you're going to be messing. So what you're going to do with this basin wrench right there is you're going to find the angle. You're going to reach up underneath there and you're going to find the angle because it depends on how the vanity is installed. They're not always flat. 
and find that top nut. And now you can take that wrench, reach all the way up with it, open that little head and get it fitted around there. And now you can crank on it and pop that baby open and, and you can start unscrewing it. Right. And now you can actually uninstall the old faucet and put in the new one. Yeah, because this, to me, looks like a huge time saver. I don't, like I said, you may not use this all the time. If you use this once every oh. three to five years, you're going to thank yourself. Because this, how, how much would one of these cost? They don't look uh, they that are, expensive. That is the 1995 model there right there. There you go. It feels pretty hard. It's about a foot long. It yep. looks great. So, yeah, this one, uh, I, I heartily agree with. Yeah, I will I mean. say it will drastically clean up your language. because now it is honestly a five minute change out job not the two hours underneath there trying to make a crescent ranch or something like that fit that this you know not to beat this into the ground but this is one of those things you know when you get on youtube and you see somebody with that Mm. specialty wrench or something don't just ignore and go oh well i can get my pliers for that no there's a reason they're using this tool so, you know, it, it, honestly, and I, I had a case this week where I had one where somebody had reused the old, the old restraining nuts didn't even have the little fins on it. Right. So, I mean, it was a wrestle, even with a good basin tool. If I didn't have that tool, I probably would have sawzalled off the faucet from oh, yeah. above. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So the must have item, a basin wrench. Yes. So. All right, Max, you said we got a usable uh, text. We finally finally got two usable texts. Okay. Our buddy Ditch, our program director, sent us something that said, this is a self-cleaning kitchen. Clean up after yourself. Okay. Awesome. Good, clean, fun. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And then our our buddy Angel, this this is the cream of the crop so far. And her restroom behind her sink is a sign that says poop deck. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's a, a acceptable. So, a, yeah. a nice little pirate joke. Okay, yeah, we've got you know I've seen some ones that are marginal. I just maybe we'll ch- we'll keep this topic open and we'll check with Ditch uh, what we're allowed to say because you know we sure don't want the FCC coming down on us. But that's what we're talking about. You know, good clean, uh, mm-hmm. good clean fun. But uh, I like that clean up after yourself. I have to say I've seen funnier too. So mm. I mean we we know there we know you're out there. We know you've got the. Uh, the really good stuff. So if you've got any uh, goofy things in your house that kind of, hey, I think that's important. Humor is an important, uh, it is an important weapon to, uh, you know, or not a weapon, but it's uh, just something we need in our life. I've heard so. that humor disarms people. There you go. So yeah. Um, so that that's uh, that's what we're looking for today. And of course, we've got you know more rhino stories. Mm. I will tell you this: if you if you want to uh, go down a fun rabbit hole on YouTube, because it's in, uh, yesterday was International Rhino Day. Watch, just type in Rhino versus car. <laughs> I've yet to see a car that wins. <laughs> have you? <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. I had how one about, that like, lost. A, how, about get, how about against like an M1 Abrams tank? No, they they, they won't win that battle. Yeah, so, well. of course. And, of course, if you want a, a, the, the full experience, go to that 1967 Spider-Man cartoon with the actual Rhino, the mm. villain. That's a good one, too. But anyway, I don't know, Alan. Uh, hour one of Tool Talk Radio is in the can, literally. But hour two is coming up, and uh, including, uh, in, in as part of our conversation, we're going to have our great moments in building history, talking about the Mississippi River uh, levee system. Jeez, give me some coffee.
News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to go digital. Go over to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Check out the action over there. You can like the page and share the page. And then while you're on Facebook, scoot on over to the News Talk 98.9, the Roar Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio cams. Um they're, they're, they're looking good. Everything, uh, the lighting's great. The uh, focus is good. Unfortunately, you got to look at Alan and I. But but if you look beyond that, mm. studio looks pretty good. So um, it's uh, it's been an interesting show, Alan. We want to make sure we remind people, if you're just tuning in, that today, or I'm sorry, yesterday was International Rhino Day. If you got any good rhino stories to share, if you've got thoughts about rhinos, mm. if you've eaten a rhino like Alan no, has. No, 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 your no, rhino yeah. rhetoric, your finest rhino rhetoric today. Exactly, yeah. We want to hear from you at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. Also, uh, I would even say at the top of the list is um, we are wanting to showcase uh, humorous uh, household accoutrements or signs. If you've got some really good, funny things in your home, maybe really great bathroom signs or something that are tasteful that we could actually read on the air, you know, uh, we want to hear from you. We've 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 only been able to read about fifty percent of the offerings today, Max. So uh, we're definitely not taking calls on that. That's strictly a text. Uh, you can text a picture or text your uh, comments in there. So that's out on the table. And of course, any of your questions. Of course, you know any questions or comments are always welcome at the uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline. So, all right, Alan, I've been looking forward to this all day. And uh, no. Great moments in building history. A little quiet there, Max. Okay. Had to uh, wait for the other music to fade. Oh, okay. So uh, this is interesting, Al. This was one of your, uh, this is your baby. The uh, Now, we're calling this the Mississippi River's Levee System. Which, yes. And, of course, it's too bad we can't play that classic Led Zeppelin song when the <laughs> levee breaks. I mean, it, it would be the perfect <laughs> musical thing, but we don't want to get sued. I mean, right technically, now. it was first written by um, a Memphis Mini. That's right. Give credit where credit's due. Memphis yep. Mini back, I think, in the 1920s after that 1927 uh, horrible flood. I mean, that yep. was a that was awful. And I think that is what spurred the uh, modern levee system, right? That that They said the Mississippi River at one point in 1927, it broke through the levees. It got to be 50 miles wide at some yes. point. I mean, that is, think of the devastation of all that. I mean... That's so they they needed something to at least manage it or protect against that from happening again, and that's where we're that's what we're talking about today, right? So. Well, yeah, it's there's a reason it's called the Big Muddy. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of silt in it, and because of that, it levies itself. Oh, so you know you'll have a little bend, you have a little spot where the water slows down and the silt and everything begins to build up. Next thing you know, you got a sandbar or it really starts piling up against one side, and that will actually make a levee, which will change the course of the river. So the Mississippi used to wander all over the place. Sure. And we began, as a matter of fact, there's a wonderful facility in Vicksburg, Mississippi. If you ever get a chance to go visit it, it's called Waterworks. 
Mm. And they actually have a scale model of the Mississippi River right, all the way down with all of the elevations. And it lets them test where to put or where to remove levees so that the water can be controlled. Here's my here's so it's very fascinating. Here's what I here's my observation. So let's let's go back in time. Let's set the wayback machine mm-hmm. like you like to do, Alan. So the 1927. This is this this was a call to action. I know there were levees before that, but right. this this showed that we cannot let this happen again. That was a devastating flood. Yes. Okay. Well, here's the thing. It's not just uh, here. Here are some of the challenge I, I'm seeing. Okay. Well, f- here. It, where we live, the Mississippi splits uh, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi, Arkansas. It's split. Uh, na- so, in other words, on one side of the Mississippi, you have one state. On the other side, you have another state. Yes. You got to get those two states to cooperate because if yes. you raise your side, now you're sending the water over to their side. Yes. Okay, that's challenge one. How many states you have to think are involved in this? I mean, at a least lot. a dozen, right? Yes. You got to get politicians to cooperate yes and spend money on their side of the thing you know i just see a lot of logistical well, challenges and with is, it and then move it and then the force of the river right this well, is a big this is a huge project so. and water doesn't go away and it's not just the mississippi right of there are a lot of areas in the in the mid-south and south of us here that of have a wide variety of streams, rivers, floodplains, uh, wetlands, and all of it is capable of mm-hmm. handling large amounts of water. What we've discovered uh, with this levee system is that you can't have it too tight, but you don't want it too loose. What do you mean by that? Like- well, if you tighten things up too much, now you've got it all bottled up and it will burst at some point. You're saying make the river too narrow. Right. You, uh, okay, you Because yeah. now you just don't have any place for the extra volume to go, and water will eventually find a way, mm-hmm. which is kind of brings us to what is a levee. Right. A levee is, from its earliest and simplest days, a pile of dirt. I mean, it seems like that's what it is, it's right? It's just it's a pile of dirt, maybe some dirt grass rocks, growing over it, and it. it makes the water go over there. This is basically the idea. And we're talking about millions of tons of earth that have to be moved. And that's no easy task. You know, I mean, getting it. And and a lot of it is in remote, you know, the Mississippi River goes through downtown here. But in some places, you're going through forests and woods. Right. And it's got it. Oh, man. A lot of farmland and that kind of stuff. And this is where it gets kind of bizarre because uh, basically a levee winds up being built sort of like a beaver dam. Right, right. You you basically are going to have something in the middle for everything to hold on to, uh, whether it be concrete, post, rocks, gravel. It could be any variety of substrates these days. And a lot of compacted earth over it. And there's a lot of reasons why we don't let people build on the levee. We don't let people live next to the levee. Mm -hmm. Because the levee is a temporary dam. It's not designed to hold the water back all the time. Oh, now that's an interesting idea. It's designed yeah. for the flood. Huh. And this is why often, especially from Memphis on south, you'll have what is called a levee system where levee number one is designed to get breached. Right. So the water can flow over into the area between it and levee number two. 
and thus absorb a lot of the extra floodwaters. It's redundancy and it's uh, yeah preventative uh, maintenance. You yes. Call it, so. But there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of uh, engineering that goes into something mm-hmm. like this. And uh, we're going to unpack it when we come back here on Tool Talk Radio. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Well, there's two of us, and then there's the the secret one behind the curtain, uh, Max, which uh, I notice he leaves himself out of that conveniently. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to go to the uh, Facebook, our Facebook page, the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, and like the page, share the page, and um, you know check out the posts we've made over there. And while you're on Facebook, scoot on over to the News Talk 98.9 The Roar Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio cams. Um, hey, Alan, we got a few things on the table, and uh, we, you know, w- one of the calls to action is we want to uh, hear from you about. We only want texts; we don't want phone calls for this, though. Your funny uh, household signs or accoutrements. If you got something really funny, maybe you've got a funny piece of art. I mean, mm. I've seen some pretty goofy pieces of art uh, in in you know bathrooms, kitchens, whatever. You know, we have a few in my house. I'm not afraid to uh, admit. If you got something like that, send us pictures. We want to see from that. So absolutely. Uh, you know who I guarantee has a lot of funny signs in his bathroom is our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. He seems like that kind of guy, doesn't he? <laughs> I would not be surprised. He is a, as we say, Jay is a dynamic personality. Let's uh, let's just put that out there on the table. But if you need the, if you need anything to do with the exterior protection of your home from uh, roofing, gutters, siding, and windows, but especially roofing. Uh, there's nobody better to call than our good pal Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. I told you, Alan, he and I are on a job together. Mm-hmm. He's going to be handling the roofing. They're really do it's, it's turning into a bigger project. Now it's uh, not just the new addition that I'm building. It's the entire home. This house is 100 years old, so they're, they're oh. due. I mean, I'm sure they've had a roof replaced in between, but they're they're really overdue. But uh, he shows up on the job, and suddenly there is a the energy level goes up. And I think the reason for that is because Jay offers solutions. You know, you want people that offer solutions. One of the great things that Jay, uh, one of the great benefits of working with Jay is, uh, for one thing, five stars with the Better Business Bureau. He's a GAF Master Elite Installer. They work exclusively with GAF because those are the cutting-edge roofing systems out there today. But also, Jay is a former insurance agent, which is hugely important because um, you may have uh, issues with the outside of your home, especially your roof, that uh, the repairs or the the replacement might be covered by your homeowner's insurance. And and that is a huge – man – you and I have benefited oh, from yes, that. Yes, indeed. We've got new roofs thanks to Jay's expertise and uh, very affordable. It was great. So uh, if, you've, if you're if you in a situation like that, get in touch with Jay because the consultation is free. And even if you don't have a uh, replacement uh, situation, he at least you ha- you're armed with the, the information you need. You also may need to finance. And Jay's got 30 lenders that uh, he works with. So... Um, 
when you apply, it takes minutes to apply, and you're going to get several approvals typically, and then you choose the terms that work for you. But Jay is just an outstanding uh, roofer. He's a lot of fun to work with, and uh, he's just he gets the job done. Uh, get in touch with Jay. He always encourages you to call him directly at 901-484-5645 or go to BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. Well, Alan, before the break, we've been talking about in our great moments in building history, the um, Mississippi River's levee system. Mm-hmm. You were you were telling me a few stats off the air. I mean, it's big because we have to imagine it's not just one side. Both sides have right. to. It, you don't want to build a levee on your side and flood your neighbors across the river. So right. how, how, how long is this? I mean... Uh, it, all total, and, and this is going to be a wide variety of levee systems through a number of states. Mm-hmm. You're looking around 3,500 miles. Well, people may and, say, how is that possible? Well, because it's, it's, uh, the river uh, spurs off into different directions. Right? Well, and it's so, also yeah. not straight. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of little lips of and curls and, and coming back and forth, and of uh, starting right over here in Arkansas, uh, going down towards Louisiana is the longest leg of it, and that's like 350 miles. Oh yeah, it's nuts. So. It's, it's so you know, welcome to trying to keep the river out of our business. And I, I kind of bring up levees now because as we get into the fall, uh, right now the Mississippi River is down. So, you know, the river's down, so river traffic may be a little congested here and there, but we're just a few months away from spring. Sure. And here comes the water back up again, and this is where those levees really kick in because uh, levee number one might be 15 feet tall, and a mile from levee number one is levee number two, and it's 18 feet tall, but it's designed to catch that volume of water as it moves between them. Right. And as the storms, you know, keep going, of there are people in our area that have had to levy around their own homes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Build little coffer dams or build sandbag walls. And the the big thing about, like, a sandbag wall, how it works. Right. Because, you know, basically it's sand. And you're like, well, water's going to run through it. Well, as soon as that sand gets wet and settles, it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's kind of like getting an oak barrel wet. You know, everything kind of swells into place. Is it kind of like less secure concrete when it gets wet? Uh, in a lot of ways, because you also don't stack the bags evenly. It's just like putting in a brick wall. You put down layer number one, and then the middle of bag in layer number two goes right over the crack from the bags from layer number one. Right. So this is, you know, ties into a lot of cinder block walls, brick walls, retaining walls, your landscaping. You know, basically when you think of yourself as how am I moving water around? Sure. Uh the levee technology suddenly applies to your home and your backyard pretty well. The thing about the levee that's fascinating to me and and <clears throat> believe it or not, Alan, I had I th- I've thought about levees quite a bit because when I first moved to Memphis, I, I told you I moved here to do mission work. And I worked basically every single day. I was in Walls, Mississippi or Holly Springs or Tunica. And I never saw uh, a levee before. And I never experienced the, you know, the Mississippi River like I did. But you would pull up. I mean, you would you would drive. I would drive to work and you you're on this big hill and all of a sudden 
you go down and you're in this. I, I've never been someplace so flat as the Mississippi Delta. And it's mm-hmm. just miles. And I know when you go down like Highway 61, it is as flat as a pancake there. And then you look over and you can see the the side of the levee. And you're like, okay, the river is right on the other side of that. But as I recall, that is some of the most fertile farming land because it's all farms out there. Yes. A lot of cotton and things like that. So you don't want to disrupt that. Um, no. But I was sort of, I was, I was like, okay, this must have been flattened by water, right? I mean, I'm thinking, year, you know, whoever knows how long ago that delta was underwater, right? Um, yes. Well, the river has moved and shifted, and the floodplain has grown and shrunk over the years. But a lot of what we, you know, get to enjoy is the result of rivers flooding. Yeah. You know, because if we pick on the Nile for a moment, you know, the Nile flooding is uh, a huge reason why uh, Egypt has such great crops all that, up along the Nile. That's where I was which going is with this. Is why we you, have great crops right, all up you, and along Mississippi. Yeah, that was my point. If you properly manage the levee system or use it to your advantage, you can actually create very fertile yes. and you can maintain very fertile farming land. But boy... It just seems like such a delicate balance because, like I said, you raise your levy too high, the 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 state, you know, the uh, farmers on the other side of the river are going to get flooded out. And yes, just the 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 level of cooperation that this would have required, and yeah, just, the uh, Corps of Engineers I mean, did an astounding job with this. Yeah, and of uh, you know, fun a a fun rabbit hole, of course, with you know any any video on demand is of watching somebody build a levy or uh, checking out waterworks in Vicksburg and watching them show you, well, you know, if you raise this levee right over here, 30 miles downriver, you're going to create a flood. Right. Because Isn't this that is something. Yeah. And it's just astounding of how this, how much we control a lot of the environment of the Mid-South with a pile of dirt. Sure. It's just basically what it fundamentally comes down to. Of And I... I bring this up and I tie it back to a lot of landscaping because I see, especially this time of year, it's gotten nice. People are really starting to work on the yards. And I really want to remind people that it's really a good time of year to get out there and see where the water is going. Yeah, we have our own levee uh, issues in, uh, our, you know, in our backyard. Uh, so, yeah. You know, is that mulch doing the job of keeping the water off of you or is it bringing the water to you? Right. Uh, right. And I, everybody's going to kind of go, well, they don't have anything to do with each other. And guys, where you put the dirt and how you move the water can make a huge difference to not only your yard, but your neighbors. Huh. It's funny you mentioned that, too, because now that you're saying that, it, where you build your fence and uh, whether you keep a gap under that fence. Oh, or my it, gosh. I mean, you're, you're creating basically a levee or a dam or something that's going to block up water. Yeah, Water management is a huge deal here. I mean, we get a lot of rain. We we, we do. We all deal with water. So. Well, and then with the last two weeks, we've had the lack of water. Right. And again, how <laughs> it's amazing how water either way creates management issues. Yeah. And we should, and we did, you know, the thing is too, uh, just to kind of tie a knot in this, the, the levee system was built at a time when the automobile was more or less sort of a, a new invention. So yep. they didn't have the roads and the infrastructure to get to these things, just getting to it. It's sort of unbelievable. It's there's, there's so many things that get built that we just sort of take for granted, but the, the challenges involved, mm. it's, it's nuts, man. So it's, it's definitely worth um, investigating and, 
since we live here in the Mid-South, the more educated you are on levees, the better. Absolutely. Because it's it may be coming to a home near you if, if you don't <laughs> play it right. All right, that was a good one. That, that, that was an enjoyable uh, discussion. Well, Alan, <clears throat> I hope your week was enjoyable because uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Tool Talk Radio. And when we come back, we're going to discuss Alan's Week in Review. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I wish you'd come here. Yeah? Mm. Okay. I don't know. You know Put kindness. you guys in your place. Okay. It, it, you know, it bring cookies, bring something. Do why all the threats all the time? I don't know. Yeah, hey, I, perhaps I'm kind of motivated by chocolate chips and you know bacon. So, yeah, you know. perhaps that's what he was talking about. Okay, yeah. we'll see. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer Carpentry and Wood Turning here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. We also invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, like the page, share the page, and uh, check out the posts we've made over there. And while you're on uh, Facebook, scoot on over to the News Talk 98.9, the Roar Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio cams. And if nothing else, what I would suggest is... uh, Watch the show, even if you're driving now, of course, don't watch it. Go on back and rewind so you can see uh, what a basin wrench looks like because mm. I held it up to the camera. We we also posted it on our uh, Facebook page. But a basin wrench, boy, if you're getting ready to change your faucet or something, it is a it is a lifesaver and a Absolutely. knuckle saver. So, And uh, we want to remind you we have a call to action today. We've uh, We've been getting replies, but we can't read them all because... Some of them are not appropriate for radio, I guess, right, Max? But uh, if you've got any humorous uh, household signs or uh, accoutrements or especially bathroom ones, those are good. We want uh, – I think we'll leave that invitation open for a while. You could do that next week as well. But, uh, Max, you said some of the ones we're getting aren't appropriate for radio. But you did get another one that came in, right? So. Yes, we got a listener from Keith. Not their house technically, but they went to Elvis's Presley's house recently – and there was an old sign written by Vernon Presley himself that's mm-hmm. still preserved, and it says, Please read and observe. No loafing in office, strictly for employees only. If you have business here, please take care of it and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he went to the Darth Vader school of uh, motivation as well. So, all right, well, good for him. I guess he got tired of people just kind of. Like, all, all the fanboys. Quit, quit hanging around in here. All right, everybody out. Everybody out. You've probably seen that sign, Alan. Didn't you have to make deliveries to Grayson oh, yeah. back in the day? Many, many were... years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we've got that. Didn't you say you had another? Uh, did you get a question or something? I did. I did indeed. Let me touch this real quick. Of uh, our buddy Scott uh, said, speaking of doors, uh-huh. the sweep on my screen door came off. Okay, that's not a bad one. I, that happens a lot. So, because we were talking about exterior doors today, and uh, well, we've seen that. So the sweep, we've we've. I know there's different types. Have you ever seen where they put the sweep on the wrong side? I wonder yes. if that's what happened. Yeah. Well, don't um, put it on the inside, but also well, don't put it too low or too high. It's a real delicate balance, right? Because if well, I, well, if let's it's describe too, what the sweep is. Yeah, the sweep me. is that little piece of plastic and or fiber. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of your door, designed to keep 
dirt, debris, and critters out of your house. Yeah. And and it could be it could be flexible rubber or I could even be like a broom material, like a little fibery, like a to, mm, like yeah. a little sweep. And literally and honestly a sweep, like a little tiny broom. Is and that th- different from the things that I've seen like in doorways, like where it's like a metal thing and it's hanging on the side of the door post and everything to kind of keep stuff out? That's to keep the draft out. Yeah, that's that's a flashing, Max. Oh, but that's this is flashing. this is the bottom of the door where because like you say, that's the that that's the part that um, it's tricky because if you don't have, for one thing, you'll get a draft down there. But th- mm-hmm. this is the storm door, so it's a little more forgiving. So, but on your exterior door, also when Tom hanging that earlier, it's also going to have a sweep or brush mm-hmm. underneath it. Yeah, and this is actually a fairly critical part of the door. Of that, for a while, I know some contractors were just throwing them away. Yeah, because uh, well. You know, because then you really had to hang the door perfectly because, like you said, you can't have it too high. You can't have it too low. It's got to be just right. Yeah. And the sweep makes a drastic difference to just debris or bugs. Uh, it It keeps the outside out and the inside in. So the real trick here is measure exactly where that sweep is supposed to go. Because they make a wide variety of sizes, sure, and and widths, and also is this a slip-in sweep or was this a screw-on sweep? Well, that's the other thing. I'm thinking too. Uh, if just since we're talking about sweeps, one thing to observe, dear listeners, when you go to buy a sweep, you're going to notice that the holes uh, there's going to be uh, oval-shaped holes, right? And and that's because. You, you're probably going to have to adjust it here and there as you go, the height and the, uh, you know, width and everything. So uh, it's it's one of those finesse types things. I always like to start on the side by the hinges. And also, right. you don't want to get right up next to the edge because then it'll pinch and it'll right. hit the door when you, it's, it's basically, it's another good one of these to do, do one screw at a time. Or have an assistant that can hold the side while you open it. But right. um, it and sounds like a, a failure of yeah. screws to me is yeah. what probably happened. Yeah. And, it, you know, you are dealing usually with sheet metal screws or if it's a vinyl thing. And they wear you, – you snag it one time and it can loosen the screw. And then so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just drill a new hole into the th- – if it's in good shape still. Right. But the screw, the screw is stripped or, or the hole is, you know – no good anymore. Just just put a new hole in there. It's not the end of the world. Well, and a little bit of caulk. Take care of the old hole. Yeah. And uh, don't, don't leave an open hole in the door anywhere. So, uh, yeah, a great question there. A little bit of a pain to replace, but well worth getting them done. Okay. We appreciate the question, too, because sometimes that's one of those annoyances, too. Every time you open the door, it's snagging or mm-hmm. rubbing, or you're tired of watching things uh crawling in so okay well speaking of unusual things crawling in mm. uh let's get to it uh alan oh the humanity <laughs> uh what did you do this week that 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 sound can only mean one thing uh, we always like to check in with alan and see what he's up to although i have to say uh your last few weeks have been pretty positive you haven't dealt with any traumatic unusual you haven't mm. dealt with floods you haven't dealt with you know, leaks in roofs or things. This has been a construction project mostly, right? So. Uh, well, yeah. Of <clears throat> my, my only downside for the week is twice this week I've managed to uh, accidentally grab a very large red wasp nest. 
<laughs> Those guys are the meanest. Those are the worst. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is it happened accidentally so fast that all we had time to do, all of us, yeah. was stare at each other and look surprised. Did anybody get stung? No. Actually, I managed to uh, to escape unscathed, which is more than I can say for them. Oh, gosh. But, uh, <laughs> they were scathed. <laughs> yeah, because there, there was one we were moving a, m- moving a scrap pile, and... It's kind of like with jobs done, and I'm kind of the guy that runs around. I'm the I am literally the get off my lawn guy. Ah. I literally am on a job site. I'm the one who's bugging everybody to death. Clean it up, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. Because I don't want to fall. I don't want right. to trip over somebody's junk. Yeah, and so we're doing this, and everybody's getting it done. And I reach over and pick up this one little piece of siding. And when I pulled it and I reached and I, and I grabbed the whole thing, this huge, huge wasp nest just came off in my hand. Yeah. So oh, I'm looking gosh. at it, and there's got to be 300 wasps on this thing. And they're just looking at me like, what? <laughs> 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 so, you know, they got thrown one direction. I went the other direction. No um, stings. That's impressive. But so. It happened so fast, nobody had a chance to react. So that went pretty good of... My my funny for the week is, and this is my own fault, of a gate on one of the properties I work with has basically been falling apart for 20 years. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've band-aided this thing a thousand times, and it finally just collapsed. What was wrong? Was the post loose or was it like... Uh, no, it's just the, the actual cross timbers... The actual original cross timbers that made up the gate itself yeah. were not pressure treated. Oh, gosh. So, really? And now these things have lasted for years, but they just it, gave up. You know, they, they, there's only so much integrity you can lose before it can't hold anything yeah, anymore. It's made for the, yeah, okay. Boy, that triggered me because you don't do that. That's just- uh, it, well, you know, it's one of these things, but. Of of course, everybody was like, "Well, we're gonna have to dig up all the posts. Now we got to take out all the gate hinges." And I'm sitting there with a tape measure, going, "Nah, give okay. me about ten minutes." Okay. And uh, of course, we already had the lumber and everything there to replace it. And you know, with some careful measuring and a little imagination, yeah, and a good assistant, about two hours later, you can hang of. A new gate that swings and works perfectly on the original post and with the original gate hinges. Oh, yeah. I always try to reuse those if possible. And so, so you yeah. know, just, and of course, everybody's just whining, you know, oh, we just need to dig it all up. And I'm like, dun, 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 give me a minute. Yeah. And uh, I don't like digging up a put. That is a pain, man. You talk about, yeah. So we, we actually got the new gate completely built, hung. It looks fantastic and worked perfectly. And uh, I got to pour another concrete counter this week. Seems to be a theme of this time I got really smart, though. Okay. And I went back and I pre-caulked all of the seams all the way around so I didn't have any leakage at all. That's worth mentioning because, man, you know, a concrete counter can be a beautiful thing, but it, it, you don't just... You don't just willy-nilly pour no, a concrete counter. And no. so that's a smart move. So the forms that you had, uh, yeah, you Yeah, just you screwed the forms up. up around it and had everything in again. 
It's I, I find it very funny how when you're doing these type jobs, you wind up with themes. <laughs> it's kind of like you did one this week, and you know, client number two has no knowledge of what you did for client number one. Right. But yet they look at you and they go, you know, I have this weird idea. What if we did this? And you're like, I already got the forms. Give me five minutes. They're in the back of the truck. Oh, yeah. And tow, 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 put them back. Up. You know what I mean? We rolled that in hard and fast. And I will I will say this for crack-resistant crack concrete. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wonderful. Easy to work with. Ready to go. Floated out nice. And uh, next week, we'll take the forms off after it's had a chance to cure. And... Uh, Give me two more weeks, and I'll report back on having it sanded and stained. Yeah, because this is that outdoor libation station it's you're one building. Of them. Yes, and it's it's uh, over there where you're. It's eight feet from a pool. You've got a mm-hmm. lot of issues, and you're basically you save the guts of this thing, and you're you're resurfacing it. You're putting new. And I have to admit, a lot of the uh, decorations and things you're they're very creative, and uh, I, it looks like you're keeping it on budget because a counter a concrete countertop. 60 Technically, bucks. would not be that expensive. Sixty bucks if you do it right. Yeah, huh. and three bags of concrete because okay. it's a big counter. But yeah, it worked out really good. And the you know the the pool station is just about ready to be converted over to a greenhouse. So oh, we're gonna we're gonna be right. hanging that, and we're gonna be looking at putting together kind of a uh, plastic frame door for it. Okay, so so all in all, a pretty positive week. Very uh, unless you're a wasp. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that that's pretty good stuff, Alan. Uh, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. Yeah, that's not reason enough to go home when you're on the job with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Rub some dirt on it <laughs> and, right. uh, and get back to work. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass who just raised his hand. We but- just got a text and we have to read this sign. But um, uh, first tell listeners what we um, uh, what challenges we proposed. Thanks. So he interrupts and then uh, tell. Okay. Then he throws it back to you. Jeez. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Uh, and we also invite you to go to the News Talk 98.9 The Roar Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the Royal Retreat Studio Cams. And at some point today, make sure you uh, head on over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, like the page, and share the page. And I think what Max is responding to, if you're just tuning in, is uh, we had a call to action, and we're going to keep this open for next week. So you can text this any time of the any time of the week and we'll revisit it on the next show uh it's basically we want funny signs or funny home decorations or home accoutrements that you have in your home to kind of lighten the mood especially bathroom signs but they have to be tasteful and they have to be something we can read on the air and uh we've only had about 50 percent of the <laughs> ones that people have sent in that we can actually use but max you said you got another one from deborah and okay. thank you deborah everybody wants to change the world but nobody wants to change the toilet paper. Be the change. 
Thank you. Okay, see, that's very uplifting, but it's also a lot of passive aggressive. That's my favorite kind of stuff. Okay, well done, Deborah. That is uh, exactly what we're looking for. So, uh, and and tasteful. Like mm. I said, Max has a great one. He has a Star Wars themed one that we talked about earlier in the show. It's uh, a quote from the show Andor. This is what a reckoning sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and right next to it is the Lysol. So anyway. Mm. Okay. So, Alan, um, I wanted to uh, mention something uh, that happened to me on the job this week uh, that I think is is a cautionary tale. But mm. before we get to that, uh, we, we want to, of course, give a shout out to our friends at the Royal Retreat. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Royal Retreat is an assisted living and is over at 6551 Knight Arnold Road. And ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about family dynamics for just a minute. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs a little help now and again, and this is a great place to get some answers. So if you're looking at family needs, future needs, uh, perhaps you got a family member that needs some assistance now. Sure. Uh, they can contact Lana Candela at 901-563-2210 and go take a tour, get some answers Find out if your family is in need of assisted living products. And the thing about assisted living is they're, every facility is different. And this is your wheelhouse. You, you know about I'm, this. I'm around and, them all, yes. Right. And so you want to you wanna be educated and you yes. want to. And, and there's things that may not occur to you until you go visit and take a tour. And then, but ask lots of questions. Yeah, you got to go look. You got to go tour. You got to be an informed consumer. And they, they have a great facility over there. It's just the right size. You know how they say some. Mm, it's not, not too big. big not it's not too, too small. small. Right. Exactly. And, and uh, so you get the personal service, and they, they really just spoil your they spoil your loved ones, which yes, is they what do. you want. So uh, And Lana Candela is cool anyway. We love that whole crew over oh, there. Yeah. So She's fantastic. Um, Alan, uh, you said something uh, that reminded me of an event that happened this week. And... Um, you said you were nagging your coworkers to clean up the job site. Yes. Which you shouldn't have to do and it might not seem like that big a deal. It's like, oh, we'll get to it. Well, I want to I want to back you up on that statement. I think you're I think you're 100% correct. I had a situation that was really frustrating for me because I let's I'm, I don't want to jinx it and I don't want to mm. put this out in the universe, but I almost never lose things. Like mm. My, okay. my wife will, will say, where the heck did I put my phone? She's always misplacing her phone. And then the problem is she always has it on vibrate. And si so you can't do the trick of calling because, you know, right. she, all the time, I don't typically lose money. I don't lose my phone. I don't really lose things at all, which is why this was so frustrating. So I have, as you know, you've converted me over to battery powered tools. Mm -hmm. Most of what I use these days are battery powered and so I have four batteries, you know, because you want to have extras, and I have a battery charger, as you might expect. Well, I had, I, I, my batteries had all run a little low on the job site. I was leaving my tools on this job site because I have a secure place to put them, and I wanted to take the battery home and charge it. And I could not, I, I got home, and I couldn't find that battery anywhere. Usually I would just set it in my truck, uh, maybe on the floor of the truck, Okay. I looked in the. I searched that thing from top to bottom, and I could not find. I couldn't find the battery. I think I've reconstructed what happened, and this is just a, a very important uh, call to action. My back bumper has this little recessed area, right? <laughs> oh no! And a lot of times, if I'm loading up the truck, I lift up the tailgate, and mm -hmm. there might be a couple things sitting on that bumper, 
And as I'm loading, I, you know, whatever, I, I, I have a couple things sitting there. I right. grab them, I throw them in. And in the process of doing that, my customer had a question for me. And I walked over and answered the question. And I think what I did you, is I you, left that charger on the bumper. And so now it's on the freeway somewhere. Yeah. Who knows where? But have you ever done? It was so irritating. I spent two hours looking for it. I took my truck apart. I was looking through my whole house. It's really irritating. And it's just a simple matter of being distracted. And exactly. Of I have done that on more than one occasion. I've even gotten to the point now where if somebody does interrupt me during a load or unload. Right. I will honestly start over or or recheck my list again. Yeah. Because, you know, because I do work with medical facilities and occasionally behavioral facilities, we used to call the pat down. Mm. Because if you ever worked in a, in certain hospital environments, it, whatever you walked in with, you have to walk out with. Right. So if you had three pennies in your pocket, you better have three pennies on the way out. Right. If you had two pins, you better have two pins. And when you first start working in an environment like that, it is the biggest pain. After sure. you've done it, it becomes so second nature. And it's hilarious because I still do it even on non-medical job sites. I mean, it's just part of my habit now. And it cracks my assistant up because I'm over there doing the whole you know, I literally look like I'm patting myself down like I'm a law officer. Oh, yeah. It's like, do I have my headset? Do I have my this? Do I have my Sharpie? Do I have my pen? Do I have, you know. So, and it's so easy when you've got a simple routine and somebody will ask you a question and it throws you off. Yeah. And now you don't know where your box cutter is or you don't know where the hammer went or you don't know where the shovel got left. Well, you're making another great case for having a tool belt because, I mean, if you, oh. if you got your handful of, you know, your tape measure, your box cutter, mm -hmm. all that uh, right there, at least you know where everything is. But it is so I'm, – I'm thinking of putting uh, – you know those uh, – you see the little uh, red circle with a line through it of don't I'm, – I'm thinking of putting that on my bumper to remind <laughs> me just don't ever put anything on there because all it takes is one. One yep. little distraction. And, and those batteries thing. are expensive. Well, that's that's what killed me. I had to buy the charger, and it was 50 bucks. Yeah. The thing is, I got that. I think I mentioned this when I first bought it. I got two. I bought one of those promo kits, mm -hmm. two drills, a Sawzall, uh, a flashlight, a battery, and a charger for $139. I mean, you cannot beat that. Right. But it's kind of like a printer. When you buy a, a printer... It's not the printer that costs money. It's the ink later. Yes. So they, you know, they, they make their money back on that. But uh, oh, yeah. it's just one of those things. I would say create uh, create zones on your work site where you can't possibly lose something, I would say. You know, well, there's I, zones that are going to be off, you know. Yeah. I even cheat a little use. bit more and go with bags per job idea. There you go. So I've got my little plumbing bag. I've even got my... Fastener bag. So all of my different screws and stuff are in one little bag so that when I do a, you know, a, a weird job and I need 15 different kinds of attachments. So your screws aren't loose. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, don't leave your your tools spread out all over and, the job. And, you know. and Max, just for you, I do know where my towel is. There and we the, go. And the homeowners will thank you for not having errant screws. Yes. Okay. All right, let's end this show. Let's get out of here. Uh, we have no time. We got to get out of here anyway. The clock waits for nobody. So you've been listening to another, uh, you know, 
action-packed episode of Tool Talk Radio. So on behalf of my buddy, Alan Gilbreth, and our pal Max over there behind the glass, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening, and and we'll see you next week.